Welcome to the FPL Blues podcast. Bucks and Brian on the mic per usual. This is going to be a shorter pod as we recap the happenings in normal, regular FPL game week 21. Brian, hot diddy dog. How you doing, baby? All good on my end, buddy. Just uh, packing up my life, moving down to the central coast in sunny Santa Barbara. So moving from the Bay, we're going to slow down a bit, head to the beach. Got some good uh, some good friends in our mini league down there as well. So shout out to Andrew Stein and Alex. So looking forward to watching footy with them in Santa Barbara in a couple of weeks. Wow. Upgrade city. Congrats, Brian. That's very exciting. And more congrats are in order because you finally got a green arrow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good Lord. Five straight game weeks in a row with red arrows. So finally got a tiny, tiny green arrow. But hey, the the mood changes quite significantly when you get the green. So I'm happy about it. And you're on a green arrow as well, right? That's three in a row for me. I've uh, I've managed to turn it around. I went a little wacky in the middle, but uh, things are on the come up for Bucks on this pod and in the FPL game. Yeah, plus when you roll your transfer like both of us did and you get a green arrow, that's a great feeling. So now we're well equipped to hopefully attack the double in game week 22, which will get into all of these provisional cup matches are happening. So we're pretty likely to have a, a double game with Bucks, so can't wait to talk more about it. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Let's start with how both of us did in game week 21. Brian, kick us off. You're finally in the good spirits, in the green arrows. Tell the listeners how you did. Yeah, ended up on 77 points. Nothing to really shout from the rooftops about, but had a steady contributions from Keppa in goal. Once again, he's providing great value, and I'm happy to have him. Trips, the god, eight points. He's always on bonus. What a, what a machine he's been, Bucks. I think we have some stats on him later, but he's been an absolute stellar star and the second best player in all of FPL from, um, from our eyes, just outside of Holland. Uh, elsewhere, Rashford, seven. KDB finally chips an assist with six. And Kane also gets a six-point return on the last day of the game week. Disappointing. Performances, though, from my fringe players, Dunk, one point, White, zero points, comes off at half with a yellow, Martinelli and Rodrigo, both with two. So Rodrigo has been disappointing. I punted on him two weeks ago instead of grabbing Odegaard right away in anticipation of this projected double. So he's in place, at least for the, the double game week, and I'll probably bring in Odegaard potentially soon. So I'm hoping that he can get a 10 point haul in this double game week coming up. So that's me, Bucks. Oh, and then of course, 34 points, Captain Holland. How'd you do, Bucks? It's hard to overstate the importance of just captaining Holland when oh, he yeah, comes just, off. Oh, just, yeah, just a wee 34 points, you know, yeah. hat trick in like 25 minutes. <laughs> Quick day at the office, 60 minutes of game time, a hat trick, full bonus, and the top score in the game week. Never Ooh. in doubt for Erling, the Norse god, Holland. I slightly pipped you this game week. I'm on 83 points, my third straight green arrow, as I mentioned, and I'm now into the top 500K overall. So I'm trending in the right direction. I've gotten about a 70 to 80K green arrow each of the last three game weeks. So I'm on a steady climb. And like you said, Brian, I also have my free transfers. So I think game week 22 with the double and game week 23 with another doubles, uh, those are going to be very important game weeks because we both have all of our remaining chips and we have maximum flexibility attacking both those game weeks. So uh, lots of points in the future for both of us for this game week. I did the little things, right? I captained Holland 34 points there. Keppa in goal over ward. That was an eight point swing in the plus side for us. And then I also had Trippier, Rashford, Kane, KDB, and Botman, my double Newcastle defense, has not let me down just yet. They each add six. So really strong, 83 points. I'll take a green arrow any way I can come about it. And right now in the season, I think it's just about treading water if you have not used your chips as of yet. We have a lot to learn coming into game week 22, which, as Brian mentioned, could be a double game week. And from there on, we're going to have a map of what FPL is going to look like for the next month or two with blank game weeks and double game weeks and experienced managers like us are going to be able to capitalize. 
Yeah, looking at this game week 421, the average was 65 points. So we're going to jump to a massive shout out to the manager of the game week, Nick Bucholtz. Conte's Inferno, 93 points. Very impressive. He had Holland capped, brought in Matoma for his solo wonder goal. Very impressive from him once again. Keppa, Trips, Rashford, Botman, Kane, KDB, and Odegaard. Woo, that is a team that is very well set up moving forward, and he sits at 83K overall. So well done to Bucholtz. Yeah, and Nick is just outside of the top four in our FPL Blues podcast league that we have, our mini league, and the top four in that is setting a really tough pace. I'm I'm 100 points behind the first place team, and that's Holland Dace, Saus, Matthias, Satra, 1359 points total. He's at 5,462 in the world right now. And that's out of 11 million players. So bravo to Matthias setting the season on fire. Not to be so far outdone, Invincible United, Michael Jesse is right behind him in 26,000 overall. Rooney Tunes, Johan Mendes, 1324 is at 42K. And Spain without the S, Connor Hunt, is at 1324 as well, 42K. So there's a lot of really strong managers in our podcast mini league. And these four are just a a little bit ahead of the rest, uh, to say the least. But the top 50 in our league is all over the top 100K as well as the top 500K. It's it's very competitive. Yeah, especially looking at hot like Holland Dice sauce. Wow, 5.4K right now in the world. Shout out for hopefully a top 1K finish. So hopefully he continues that great form. And it really helps elevate our overall league standing in the world. So we appreciate the work you're doing, Matthias. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with our thoughts on game week 21 and the matches that were. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Let's get into the action, starting with the team at the top of the table. Arsenal get a very well-deserved three points, the full W with a late goal to win the game against Manchester United, three to two. I think before we get into the FPL players that stood out, 3.25 to 0.36 was the XG return in this game. So I think... United fans could say that they were hard done to not get at least one point, but the advanced stats and my eyes told me that Arsenal were the dominant team this entire match. The last 20 minutes was basically played entirely in Man United's defensive third. So good win for Arsenal. They stay top of the table and United still have some chasing to do. This one from a pure watch perspective was most excellent. We loved that it was the premier game on Sunday. And Necktie comes through in a big way, gets a very much a poacher's goal and the win. And honestly, like these two teams have put up really, really fun matches the two times that they've played this season. So it has been a lot of drama and a couple of just wonderful goals from England's finest. When you're looking at the likes of Rashford and Saka, both of their goals were well taken and they both did this the same celebration i don't know if you saw that bucks when they scored so shout out to the three lions there elsewhere everybody got fpls fpl points other than defenders you know you're looking at the likes of odegaard picks up a cheeky assist at the end of the game we also saw bruno get an assist on rashford's goal so very relevant right now are the attackers from these two teams well not everyone got returns because martinelli blanks we first (laughs) <laughs> we finally yeah martinelli blanks we see trossard come on as a late sub he gets his first involvement in the gunners colors and i actually think that he made more of an impact than martinelli did despite more limited minutes he was directly responsible for the pass before the hockey assist for the game-winning goal so trossard looks really good concerning for both of us who own martinelli still in our fpl teams Yeah, I'm not sweating it, obviously. If you have Martinelli coming into double game week 23, you're probably just going to sweat it out and hope that he chips in with an assist or a goal in their double game week. But 
obviously not ideal to have him when you're looking at necktie putting up double digits odegaard obviously the driving force in that team and he's going to be up for player of the year by time everything is said and done if they win the premier league this year versus holland so very interesting race between those two players at this point in the season Agreed. Let's just shout out their FPL contributions. Niketia, top scorer with 13 points. He gets a brace and three bonus. He's 6.6 million right now, 5% owned in the game. Next up, Bakayo Saka, nine points, goal and two bonus. I think he's one of the most essential players as we look ahead to double game week 23. We'll talk about that a little later on. 8.2 million, 23% owned. Rashford gets seven points, goal, no bonus, 7.1 million, 48% owned. That is a huge, huge number. Odegaard and Bruno both end up with five points for their lone assists. So five really top FPL assets, all affordable, all delivering points on a game-in, game-out basis in those five players. All right, moving on, let's talk about City quickly. They smashed Wolves three to zero. This one was a Holland Fest. Once again, he gets 17 points, and he's a top scorer of the game week with a hat trick and three bonus. And I think this really, for me, reinstates why he is the best triple captain this year. I know we're going to talk about potentially looking at Rashford in double game week 22 if United have both these home games, but it's just so fucking easy for Holland to turn out these hat tricks. What is that? His fourth one of the season. I mean, that upside, that ceiling is just unmatched in the game. And although Rashford does have this nice, tidy double game week coming up, I'm still thinking that Holland is the guy to go with this season. Elsewhere, we see KDB and Mares both grab assists and they keep ticking along, especially on the Mares end. He starts once again. And with the other news of Foden completely out of the squad, not match fit. So Mares, the man to own as the probably second best asset right now in all of City when you compare the price points with KDB. What did you see in this match? Yeah, great shout on the Mares front. I completely agree with you. And I think that if we are approaching double game week 23, where both Arsenal and City play twice, from a clean slate perspective, you'd much rather have Holland and Mares and spread the cash elsewhere than Holland and KDB. I mean, there's just such a price gap and Mares is locked in just as nailed right now as KDB is, it seems. And he's more attacking. He's getting more goal opportunities than KDB is. Exactly, and that's a big exactly. difference. I mean, in this one, I don't think KDB registered one shot, right? So no, he he's didn't. playing a, a lot deeper, which is obviously helpful for the team. He's still magnificent, but he seems to have lost a little bit of his drive at the moment. So I would definitely be looking at Bringing, I mean, the the money that you can save from going KDB to somebody like Mares, and then upgrading any of your midfielders to grab Saka or Odegaard for this upcoming double game week twenty three. I think it's a no brainer. Um, personally, that's something I'm evaluating right now: is how do I move Andreas up and play a three five two and have a lot of these double game week midfielders? So definitely something that we would uh, discuss further. But you can't knock these these powerful midfielders getting all the points right now. Yeah, and they're all mid-priced and gettable. I mean, I think one quick thing to go back to Holland, the reason he's perma-captain is because he now has 25 goals through 20 <laughs> matches, which is Good absurd. Lord. That's more oh than goodness. the last four seasons of Golden Boot winners. So none of them got 25 goals, and he's got there already in 20 games. And even more so, you mentioned the fourth hat-trick of the season. Ronaldo, one of the greatest goal-scoring talents ever to play the game only had three hat tricks in his entire premier league career. So Holland's wow. already bested that figure, <laughs> just an absolute masterpiece as a striker. He's one of the best I've ever seen do it. And he's still so young, has so much more talent to give. Yeah. Hopefully he stays healthy the rest of the season, but they managed his minutes quite well. I mean, he scored his hat trick in a 20 minute span and then yanked out and Alvarez came in. So you like to see that from Pep because they have some important games coming up. And I want to note as well, I've been really impressed with the way he's taken his penalties. I think he's had two or three this year, very confident, very, you know, quick. He's made up his decision. He's not futzing around with a run up or a salsa dance into a skip jump. And I love that those penalties, they automatic points and easy for, 
bonus and we just reap the rewards. Yeah. And it's nice to see a player just come up, do the business and get on with the game. Because I think uh, in recent years with Bruno and Jorginho, we've started to get accustomed to some very bizarre penalty strategies. And Holland is one of those players. He just knows he can score the ball wherever he needs to, whenever he needs to. And so he doesn't fuck around about it. He just goes and does it. So let's keep it moving to the other games that were impactful. West Ham beat out Everton. They get to keep their manager. Everton have to say ta-da to Frank Lampard. And the star of this one, Jared Bowen. Holy cow. This is what we've been waiting 20 games to see from Bowen, honestly. He gets 16 FPL points and a brace, three bonus points, 2.5% owned. I mean, he was like one of the major differentials to start the season. And he's been essentially a dead man walking. But here, he he really came good in a major way. Yeah, and shout out to you, Bucks. You called this as a loser goes home type of match last uh, pod where you were saying one of these managers is due to get fired. They've underperformed the entire season. And we see Fat Frank go back into his turtle shell and head out of Liverpool. So I, I don't know. I think he's just over his skis a bit in some of these managerial situations. I think he needs a really focus on managing a, a lower tier team, maybe even in a different league, just to get his chops and, um, you know, get his wits about him before he comes back to the Premier League, which I'm sure he'll get another chance down the line, but he's got to go prove it elsewhere. And uh, Everton fans, I don't know what you have to look forward to. Uh, there's rumors Sean Dyche might come in to try and throw the kitchen sink in. That's very much a stopgap move. I, I don't know what they're going to do. Bielsa is rumored to be somewhat interested. Obviously, no, Everton, they're going uh, down. They're fucking historic. going down. They're going. Yeah, they're, they, they're a historic they're club, though. So they they need to uh, figure something out. They, I mean, if they go down, they'll obviously bounce right back up. I don't um, think but... so. Really? You think so with this team? I I don't see it actually. They're they're planning a new stadium. Their team is right now up for fire sale. I think they're in real real trouble. I think that if they go down, they could end up like you know, one of these one of these cautionary tales about a great team that goes down and then maybe even drops once again. I think uh that would not be crazy to see. That's oh, their team is in such you're being, shambles. You're, you're being very, very harsh. Um, you know, they're they're gonna get back out they're, of the They're not gonna they'll be make, able to they'll make they'll make some moves, they'll get some younger guys. Like I I think uh, you know, this year I I'm I don't care if they drop out of the Premier League. I don't know too many Everton fans, but uh, I don't see them again dropping next year out of the championship and do like whatever is lower than that. But uh, uh, anyway, who cares? It's Everton. We're spending too much time on this box. <laughs> Let's talk about harsh. the goal fest in Harsh. In Brighton and Leicester, two to two, and Matoma and Estupian, Estupian, he was a stupido on the field and got two assists, nine points, two bonus. He is four point five million and another great option if Brighton continue their attacking ways. But last week you were really shouting March and I was shouting Matoma. I get a victory this week with the Matoma looking better, but overall Brighton are just still churning out FPL gold. Yeah, Matoma gets 10 points to reward any managers who brought him in and did not roll the transfer. Excellent call there. He gets the goal, three bonus. He's 5.1 million. I will say Marsh had his chances. It wasn't it wasn't like he had a a ghost of a day. He had two big chances that I think on a different day he scores at least one of them and then it's not looking like such a stark difference between the two, but if you've picked one you're kind of set in stone. That's your horse and you got to ride it. But right now, Brighton can't keep clean sheets. They're no longer a defensive unit. They are the top scoring side still uh, in the Premier League since the restart. And they are going for goal like their lives depend on it. And they might. It's a very impressive side right now. We end the game week with Spurs edging out Fulham at Craven Cottage. This was essentially a wonderful 10-second skills expedition by one Harry Kane. He ends up with six points and was the reason I got a green arrow this week, but very disappointing. And I know frustrating for both of us to see him on zero bonus points, whereas they have a bunch of their defenders and goalie somehow get all the bonus points from all their stupid side passes. But uh, they keep on, you know, bringing in Kane for all these FPL points and he's going to be in my side really the rest of the season. He's just automatic for six to nine per game week. 
Yeah, agreed. And I think we could just skip ahead. I know we have this written further down in the agenda, but Kane is incredibly impressive. And I think he's negating the need for other premium players like Sala or KDB. I think right now it's pretty clear Holland and Kane as your two premiums, and then no other player above 10 million should be anywhere close to your team for the next couple of game weeks. It just makes so much sense. And that's where the points are going. Yeah. And I wanted to actually expand on this a bit more bucks. I was giving some thought to it this week, how many FPL managers, including myself, we get into this routine where we want to maximize and spend all of our budget on a weekly basis. Whereas when we look at somebody like Odegaard, for example, who is just absolutely in scintillating form and under 7 million, it's fine to drop Salah or KDB to him, right? And just have this extra money. We don't have to spend all the extra money every game week and use that for flexibility because ultimately Salah's not performing. He's not worth that 13 million price tag. So even though he's done it historically, he's coming nowhere near that value this season. So don't be afraid to have a bunch of money in the bank Get players like Matoma, like Odegaard, like Saka, instead of players like KDB and Sala, because we're not going to captain them. If you were going to captain them, then they have a different value because they have such high ceilings. But without the captaincy and permacap on Holland, you don't have to be as stressed out about having those extra premiums in your team from, from my perspective. So I need to really not think about that as much and just get the best players in the best form right now for FPL. Amen. I totally agree with that. I should just double down on what you're saying, Brian. I saw a team, I want to say it was two weeks ago, and they were posting their draft, and they had $9.6 million in the bank <laughs> going into double game week 19. That's insane. And a lot of managers on FPL Twitter were shouting them down, saying, you know, you need a big hitter, you need a big hitter. But they had Bruno and Mares, and they their team is looking really good right now. I, I will find out who this manager is. We will shout you out on the next podcast, but it's just worth, don't be trapped inside the box of how FPL has historically gone. This is a unique season and there's going to be more chaos with blank and double game weeks, play your own game. And it doesn't need to have Salah or KDB for you to be rising the ranks. Yeah. And the other important thing to call out is we have assets from Newcastle, six straight clean sheets in a row. You can get a, two of their defenders for a combined like nine and a half million. If you've had trips since the jump, right? Like you can get these easy points that enable the rest of your team. And then the Arsenal guys are all underpriced, severely underpriced. Right. So um, I think it's yeah, a moment true. for us to take advantage of because next year, those two teams specifically, their assets are going to be way, way more expensive. I mean, I think Trips is going to be 7 million next year. He's going to be looking at a Trent level type of price tag, even his, even in his older age. And he deserves it right now. Yep. Let's just shout that out. Newcastle have gone 16 hours of gameplay without conceding a goal. The last time they conceded Ooh. was October of 2022. And for Trippier, he has received at least two FPL bonus points in the last eight matches. And most notably, he got three points last match against Palace, even though he got a yellow card. So this guy can. That's like the, that's like the second time that that's happened as well, that he didn't get a yellow card. And then because of his chance creation and his passing, he's still able to end up on three bonus when they clean and they're not putting up any goals, right? They went through that stretch where we saw Miggy come into the fold and he was getting max bonus or two bonus in a lot of these matches, but their goals have dried up for them in a big way. And that means the defenders are just sucking up and vacuuming all these bonus points. So I am very jealous that you've already hit in somebody like Botman and he's placed um you know 12 points in your side over the last couple of game weeks meanwhile i'm sitting here with dunk just uh thinking that he's gonna turn good but brighton are nowhere near as defensive as somebody like newcastle so um the double up is really the the way to go and i i hate rooting against newcastle to give up the clean so um you should just jump on board and get another one of their cheap defenders who you could easily bench if they were to play a, a hard match yeah, and I think that goes to some of our key FPL truths that we've learned through the first half of the season. One is that Holland and Trippier, you know, we've shouted their praises from the rooftops, from the mountaintops, from the beachfront, wherever Brian happens to be traveling in the world. We've shouted this out from. Hey. 
but they love are a the, vacay. Love a vacay. Hey, re- I respect it. They are the only two players right now that are absolutely essential for FPL. Kane is great. Odegaard, Saka, those players are all contributing very nicely and having fantastic seasons. But you can't expect to be getting a green arrow if you don't have Trippier and Holland in your team right now. I think that's cold, honest feedback from the two FPL Blues managers. I like it, Bucks. I like it. All right, let's take another quick break and then we'll be right back to kind of go through the double game week 22 and 23 scenarios for our listeners and how we should prioritize transfers. All right, we're back. Let's talk about provisional key provisional. It's not yet finalized double game week 22 and how that's going to impact our transfer moves going into next week's deadline. Thank goodness for the guru, Ben Krellen. We always talk about him on the pod, but he's the one who is informing us and the rest of the FPL community on these upcoming potential double game weeks. So from Ben Krellen directly, double game week 22 will happen only if Man United do not draw at home to Reading and Leeds don't draw away to Borum Wood or Accrington next weekend. So essentially, we need wins or losses. We're rooting for wins or losses. I love that, Bucks. And hopefully, there's about a 70% chance from the bookies' odds that we will have that double game week in 22. So if this is the case, Bucks, why don't you tell the listeners who United will play and who Leeds will play? Yeah, so Man United will play Palace and Leeds, both at home in front of the raucous Old Trafford faithful, and Leeds will play Forest and Man United, both away. So I think advantage Man United, and based on the form they're in, I think that precipitates planning a lot of your FPL moves around a Manchester United double or triple up. So right now, I think it's best to save your transfers as long as possible during this window where we're on break because United play twice. They play two more times before the deadline. Actually, Bucks, they play three times. Thrice. Oh my goodness. Thrice. That's too many times. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So definitely hold those transfers. Do not waste them yet because the way that the, I believe the EFL cup works is you play a home and an away match. So in this span, they're going to play their FA Cup match, and then they're going to play their home and away for the Carabao EFL Cup. So lots of cup madness, too many cups for me. But with that being said, we're very excited to most likely be tripled up on Manchester United in Game Week 22. So we're going to rank those players when we pod again as our Game Week 22 preview comes in in about seven or eight days from now when we have more information. Meanwhile, Leeds... They're in pretty poor form. They have a few options when we look at their FPL attacking ability. Defense, you probably stay away completely. But again, we'll we'll come back with a bigger preview there. And then, Bucks, let's just let the listeners know, double game week 23, that one is confirmed. So City and Arsenal have a double game week that week. Yeah, and we also are starting to know that we will have blank game weeks in game week 25 game week 28, and again in 32. So how large of a blank that's going to be for FPL purposes and FPL managers to manage is yet to be determined. That will be borne out based on the results of the next couple weeks of cup draws. But just something to earmark, 25, 28, and 32. You want to make sure that in the next week or so that you start visualizing or putting together a plan how best to navigate those game weeks. That's right. So we'll have a lot of key information to share with you on the pod. But for instance, there's a good likelihood that a team like Newcastle and Manchester United will both blank in game week 25. Again, not confirmed yet, but a lot of us are going to have five or six of their assets come game week 22. So something to keep in mind and you want to focus your transfers on these fringe players that will attack the double game weeks, but be able to move on from them quite quickly or just straight up bench them in a blank if they're valuable to you. So we'll come back with a lot more analysis when the time comes. Uh, Bucks, I think that's it for us 
for today. And we can't wait to see how double game week hopefully gets confirmed in the next week or so. Yeah, we're hoping for double game week 22 to materialize. We're hoping that you, our loyal listeners, got green arrows just like both Brian and I did. And we love you. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Follow us on social media at FPL Blues Podcast. And keep tuning in, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever the hell you listen to podcasts. We hope you find us and enjoy a couple minutes every week together with Brian and I. Thanks, everyone. Chat soon. We out of here, baby. Let's go, Green Arrows.